Hey family, this is Javera Fitzbogle and I am the creative director of the Detox Movement Global Ministries and this is our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today. We hope that it blesses you. We hope that it challenges you and we hope that it encourages you to see that God is moving in your life. So come grow with us and enjoy the message. We are starting a new series today. Now, don't be sad. Don't get sad. I get it. I know how you feel. Once I was like, man, God, what you mean we got to move on from this series, man? The Lord began to share some amazing things with me. And I'm believing that this is a series that's going to take us from one level to the next. Uh, this series is called In the Trenches. Y'all know trenches has been one of my favorite words for the longest time. Because, you know, when we go through some hard seasons, we're going through some stuff in life. We call them trenches, right? We call like these ditches and these holes that we get ourselves into. Man, like, what do I do? What do we do when we are in the trenches? What do we do when we're in the trenches? What, what do you do when you're in the trenches? Trenches or trench-like experiences is like when a situation is all bad. I don't know if y'all can relate to me on this situation. You ever been in a situation where you're like, man, yo, this is all bad. Like, yo, there ain't no, there's nothing good in this. You know what I'm saying? I don't even think God could be in this right here. Like, this is all bad. You know what I'm saying? That is what it's like. That's what it feels like to be in the trenches. But we're going to change. We're going to flip what it means to be in the trenches. And we're going to understand and grow together in the word of God. Let me tell you, I am so excited for today's message. Now, to make it even better. Y'all, I know y'all like, you know, saying those commercials where they say, but wait, there's more. There's more. Today is not only our second series, but this is actually the first time we are going to create a two-part message. I'm going to clap for myself because I'm so excited. There was so much information. So we're going to be reading uh, today from Psalms chapter 84. If you got your Bibles with me, I want you to pull it out. We're going to dive right into this word. I'm so excited for this series called In the Trenches. I pray that it's going to change your perspective on what it means to be in the trenches. So y'all join me, Psalms 84. Psalms 84, we're going to read from verse 5 to verse 7. Two verses. This whole Bible study is going to be on two verses. So I'm going to encourage everybody in the chat, everybody who's online with us, I'm going to encourage you to take notes because I'm telling you, this is going to take us from one level of glory to the next. This message that we're going to be talking about tonight, if I could give it a title, the title is called, Can You Dig It? Psalms 84, verse 5. We're going to read from verse 5 to 7. Let's read together. It says, now, blessed are those mm, whose strength is in you and whose hearts are the highways to Zion. It says, as they go through the valley of Becca, they make it a place of springs. The early rain also covers it with pools. They go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God in Zion. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, God, in the name of Jesus for another day, another opportunity to seek your face, to grow with you in wisdom and knowledge and stature and favor. God, we pray that you would speak to us in this moment, that you would give us clarity. Father, remove the clutter from our eyes so that we can see clearly. Father, instill in us the word that you desire to pull and to take from us today, that we can go into our weeks equipped, confident, and strengthened in faith. Father, we thank you, God, for what you're doing in, your, in our lives and in the 
life of this ministry. God, we thank you. We praise you. And we move with expectation in Jesus' name. Amen. Really quick, y'all. Really quick. Very, very important. How many of y'all, I need to know this. This is just from my own personal edification. If y'all could do me the greatest favor and put this in the comment section. Has these messages, has these teachings been blessing your life? Like, have you been able to grow from it? Like above anything, you know, before, you know, it's all cute. We all come together and talk about Jesus. Great. But have y'all been growing from what we've been talking about? Because our goal here is to really dive into the word of God and give you clarity so that you can really experience God in the fullest. Amen. I'm so glad to see that you guys are actually being blessed by this because our goal here is to really enrich you with the word of God and, and show you what the message of the detox movement is about. It's bringing an intoxicating world to a detoxifying God, meaning we're taking things out so that we can put Jesus in. Our goal here is to equip you and send you out so that you can do what God has called you to do. So my prayer after today is that you will be able to take what we discussed, translate it to your life, and go from glory to glory. Now, it's important, guys, that we're starting a new series. Uh, one thing I would like for us to really understand together, that when it's time for us to go to the next level in our life, and whatever that next level is, it is our responsibility to give God glory. The Bible says that he will take us from glory to glory. But in order for him to take us from glory to glory, he has to get the glory first. God getting the glory allows him to then take us to another place where he can take us higher than where we were at the first time. It is our responsibility to give God glory. Keep that in mind as we're reading this scripture. So now we're diving into Psalms 84. It's a powerful scripture. Some people like Psalms. They think they're all songs. I mean, they do got songs in here, but you know, this is going to be a new segment for us because we haven't talked about the book of Psalms. I'm not going to go too much into its historical context, but I would like us to focus on this, this message titled, Can You Dig It? The Bible now says, blessed are those whose strength is in you. Now, we're going to sit here for a while because there's a lot for us to unpack. I do believe that when we're reading scriptures, it is so important for us to really focus in on what the word of God is saying each word at a time. Not just reading the Bible in paragraph format so that we can say, oh, well, yeah, it was talking about how, you know, we should really have faith in God. But really, there were so many things that we could pull out of this scripture. The Bible says here, blessed are those whose strength is in you. Now, during this pandemic, God, you know, he just began to deal with me. He began to show me in this pandemic his promises. Now, there were times where I did not know if God was with me. Like, I didn't know if he was for me. I didn't know if he had my back. You see, this pandemic has caused me um, for the first time to question if I was actually living my life for Jesus. I don't know if anybody can relate to that. Like, I think this virus really exposed a lot of our faith because it caused us to question on um, whether we really actually truly believed in Jesus and if we truly believed in his word. You know, if we really believed that he would come through for us, if we really believed that he would protect us, this, this, this pandemic really exposed the process. God began to show me that in this pandemic, he was going to reveal to me a process, a process of being in a hard season and coming out of that hard season, a process that requires going under before you can go over. Mm. It's interesting to note that success is not found when you go up, but it's actually found when you go down. 
Write this down. The height of success is found in the depth of humility. There's something powerful that happens when we actually go down. What does it mean to go down? Tonight's lesson is titled or questioned, Can You Dig It? Because the question of digging isn't always about how deep, but it's how willing. Mm. The question isn't about how deep, but it's about how willing. How willing are you to be obedient to God and to do what he's called you to do? How obedient are you going to, how obedient are you to step out by faith and say, you know what, I'm called to make a change. If everyone could just mute your phones for me, if your phones are on mute, just click the mute button on your phone for me. If how willing are you to step out by faith and do what God has called you? This passage of scripture, it talks about uh, uh, teaching us about the process of what it looks like to overcome when you are in the middle of a challenging situation. It brings us into now verse five. It says, blessed are those whose strength is in you. Immediately, I began to question myself. Like, who are the people, who are these people the Bible is talking about that are blessed? You know, who, who is blessed? And, and, and who is you? you know, as I was reading this passage of scripture and studying the message, immediately those two words began to stand out to me. Like, who is blessed and who is you? I don't know if you ever said that before. You know what I'm saying? Somebody rolled up on you like, oh, who is you? I wondered to myself, who is blessed and who is you? Now, those two people, those two instances, those in the next section where it says now, blessed are those whose strength is in you. Now that word those refers to anyone who is willing to attach themselves to the strength of God. This is very important. It says, and you refers to God himself. Now this is very, very important because as we're going on, we have to understand who is blessed, who is the blessed people, and now who is you who is now coming to learn that this is Jesus. Now let's dig a little bit deeper. The Bible is teaching us in this scripture that there is a group of people that the Bible calls blessed. Blessed are those whose strength. So now there's an association that we have to understand when it comes on to being blessed and the strength that this Bible is now talking about. Blessed are those whose strength is in who? Jesus. Mm. Now this would suggest to us um, that blessings are found in their connection to God. And so we see that blessed are those people who are connected to the strength that is in God. But they're also, and this is important to note, contrastingly, contrastingly speaking, it would assume, it would be safe to assume that we're not blessed if our strength is not found in God, but that's not what this scripture is saying. This scripture is trying to get us to understand that there is value in having strength in Jesus. There is value in having strength in God. When you have your strength in Jesus, your perspective on how you live life begins to change. In many of our lives, we find ourselves in a position where we feel as though um, if we can accomplish something by our own accords, then perhaps, you know, we, we could, you know, we could probably make it to the end of what it, whatever it is that we're trying to do. Like, if I study hard, then I'll get a good grade. Or if I work X amount of dollars, then I'm guaranteed to get this check. If, if I go out and live a, you know, a healthy life while I'm young, then that means that when I get older, I'm going to be okay. But, but the problem with these situations or sayings is that often we believe that our 
own merit and ability is connected to our own strength. But that's not true because the good reward that we receive from whatever happens to us in life is not contingent upon what we do, but it's contingent upon the grace, the love, and the mercy of God. It is God himself who allows certain things to happen us to, to us in life. He initiates it. Sometimes he allows it, or sometimes he will permissibly allow certain things to happen. This is why, and if, if, if that wasn't true, this is also why, that if you lived an entire life of healthiness and somehow at the end of your life you got super sick, you know, you got some sort of illness or disease or whatever the case may be, and you start to question God, like, yo, God, like, how could this happen to me? Like, I lived a whole life of healthiness. How could this happen to me? You, you, you work all week and you know it's you're like, oh, I can get this amount of dollars if I work, if I work this much and I get it just to find out that what you need is shorter. Or you study all week long for a certain type of test in and out and you don't get a good grade. And you start to question God, like, how could this happen to me? I thought that if I were to do things myself, then I would be able to accomplish. But this scripture is now teaching us that strength cannot be found in your own merit, but strength is found in Jesus. Let's dig a little deeper. I want you to know today that everything that is good comes from God. You know, I put emphasis on the word is because in many cases, the devil will send something your way that like seems good, but it really isn't good. So something that is good means that it actually is. And if it actually is, meaning it's not deceitful, it's not, there's nothing behind it that you don't know about. There's not something covered that you don't know, but if it is good, it always comes from God. It is only by his grace, his love, and his mercy that, that we experience certain good things in our lives. However, while we understand that God's grace is unconditional and his love is everlasting, there is a portion of him that is conditional and is dependent upon your faith. And that specific thing is strength. This particular uh, point, actually, I want you all to write this down. There is a blessing in the strengthening. There is a blessing in the strengthening. And so as I begin to dig deeper into this understanding and into the scripture, I realize that, that the blessings that I often look for are actually found in my pursuit of God's strength. Because there are certain things that you will not experience unless you go through something that's even greater than you. Look, I'm preaching so hard. I'm not even trying to preach, I'm trying to teach, but this is so good. Because sometimes we think that we can go through anything in life and we should just have what we need to get through it. But no, what we need is actually in Jesus. So the equipping of us is the attaching of ourselves to God by faith. It says, blessed are those whose strength is in Jesus and whose heart are the highways to Zion. Now this one, this one done hit me for a cool little minute. Because when I sat there and I began to read it, I'm like, it's hard the highway. Well, first off, what, what, what's Zion? I mean, I know Zion. He's in the NBA. He's real stocky. He's real big. He's a banger. You know what I'm saying? He be, you know what I'm saying? He be clanging on people. You know what I'm saying? He's only like my height, but he's so big. I know Zion. He's big. And anytime you think of Zion, I want you to think of something big. You see, Zion is the hill of Jerusalem. It is the hill that is often, or I think the Bible referred to it as the city of David or the hill on top of the city of David. It was often referred to as the heavenly city 
or the kingdom of heaven. Write that down. Zion was referred to the heavenly city or the kingdom of heaven. This is very important. When we talk about this next week, I'm going to reference this point. So write that down. Zion is referred to as the heavenly city or the kingdom of heaven. In many translations, it is often referred to as a place on top of a hill in reference to Jerusalem. And so Zion is commonly understood as a mountainous type of place. Y'all start thinking about mountains. Start thinking about mountains. Because what ends up happening is that these mountains becomes the cornerstone of what it means to be in a low place. When we think of a low place, what is the opposite of a low place? It's a high place. Watch this in verse six. It says, as they go through the valley of Becca, they make it a place of springs. As they go through the valley of Becca, they make it a place of springs. Watch this. The same scripture in the New Living Translation version says this. And I gotta write, put this down so I can read it. It says, what joy for those whose strength comes from the Lord who have set their minds on a pilgrimage to Jerusalem. Everybody who's taking notes, I want you to reference the New Livings because there's a contrast. And I encourage people to read from the King James, but sometimes you can read another translation to see if there's a word or an expression that can be correctly translated in a diction that makes sense to you. So in the New Living Translation, it says, what joy for those who have strength um, strength that comes from the Lord, who have set their minds on a pilgrimage to Jerusalem. I got lost. You want to know why I got lost? Because I was sitting here reading, and I, as I read, it said, um, it says, as they go through a valley of Becca, they make it a place of spring. And I couldn't, it just didn't make sense to me because I was still stuck in the verse before where it says, whose heart are the highways to Zion? Whose heart? God's heart. God's heart is the highway to Zion. How can a, how can, that doesn't seem to make sense. You see a highway, how can a heart be a highway. Does it listen? Anybody who said that makes sense to me, I don't even make no sense. How can a heart be a highway? You see, the highway is a pathway, it's a pathway that leads to a journey, and it represents a journey to Jerusalem. We think of a heart, think of it this way the heart is something that drives you in a certain direction. It leads you in a certain direction. It takes you in a certain direction. The Bible says that wherever a man's heart is, so that if your heart is in a certain type of place, it will take you somewhere. So you see the highway is a pathway and the pathway is a journey. And it represents a journey to Jerusalem. This passage of scripture teaches us that blessed are those whose strength is in the Lord and whose heart is a pathway or a journey to Jerusalem, which is Zion, because we referenced this before. And remember now Zion refers to a mountainous place. So look at it this way. Blessed are those whose strength is in the Lord, whose heart leads them to a mountainous place. Mm. So it means to blessed are those who, who are in mountain-like experiences. Write this point down. When your strength is in Jesus, his heart will always lead you to Zion. Mm. When your strength is in Jesus, his heart leads you to Zion. Now, this is powerful. It's important because many of us can relate so far in this scripture. And let me break it down as to why we can relate because everyone knows what it's like to be on top of a mountain. We know what it's like to be in a place where things are going good. You know, life 
is making sense. We're, we're, we're on top of the world. Things are just going good for us. We're, 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 the money's coming in, the cash is flowing. We're feeling real good. You know what I'm saying? Like, like life is good right now. You know what I'm saying? I got AC in the house. You know what I'm saying? My AC's busted right now. So, you know, I'm out here sweating a little bit. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, for some of y'all, y'all got AC. You might be on a mountain-like experience. This is important to understand because God, the scripture says that blessed are those whose strength is in Jesus, who's in God himself, whose heart leads them to the top of the highest places, to the places that make you feel good. Look, if you're not, I need everybody to start thinking to yourself, like, man, when did I have things going good for myself? Oh, yeah, that's my mountain-like experience. Why is it so important? Because where there's a mountain, there's always a valley. Where there's a mountain, there's always a ditch. When there's a mountain, there's always a trench. The mountain refers to everything that's going well. When things are going well, it just, it just makes sense. And so this is so important for us to understand as we read, because it draws a, it paints a picture that sometimes life goes good. And God is worthy of all the praise. To God be the glory, right? Things are going well. But what happens when things aren't going well? What happens when you're not on top of the world? What happens when you don't know where God's taking you, but you're like, God, wherever you want to take me, because you know I'm in the beamer now, you know, it's like I got a full tank of gas. God, wherever you want to take me. Like, how do you feel when the gas is full? You know what I'm saying? When you're not tired, when you have the energy, when you have the stamina. You know what I'm saying? How do you feel, how do you feel when your marriage is going well? You know what I'm saying? How do you feel when all everything is clicking on all cylinders? You're getting straight A's in school. Like, how do you feel, you know what I'm saying, when all your bills are paid? You feel like you're on top of the mountain, right? How, how do you feel when you just got the new forces? You look at your feet, you're like, ooh, God is good. Don't we have a tendency to talk about how good God is when things are going well? Because when you're on top of the mountain, the shoes look good. But what happens when you're in the valley and you ain't got no kicks? Now you got to wear them Puma socks in the dirt. And now your feet get dirty. What happens when things aren't going so well? It takes us into verse six. It says, and they go, and they go, and they go. The word they is referring to those. It's the same those that if you read up in the scripture that we read in the beginning, the same those. It's not a different those. It's the same those. This word is referring to those. Those same blessed people. Mm. Those same blessed people that were on top of the mountain. Remember, you're blessed because you're on top of the mountain. I'm teaching hard, guys. You're blessed because things are going well. You're blessed. Now we're starting to say, now blessed are those same people. What does it say here in verse five? It says, as they go through a valley. Oh, this is powerful. This is, this is going to break someone. Listen, I'm telling you, I'm coming for someone tonight. Write this point down. How I say this. You were blessed in the mountains. Mm but you're also blessed in the valleys. You see, the valley of Becca, the valley of Becca mentioned in this scripture is only referenced one time in scripture. I'll read your Bibles. It's only referenced one time in scripture. And the word Becca is rendered as the word weeping place. In most translations, it's rendered as the word weeping, but we can draw the analogy that is rendered, you can look it up, as the word weeping place. It says, so now, uh, 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 it says, blessed are those same people who are now in a low experience. Now, I know that some of y'all have been through some weeping places in your life. I know you've gone through the valleys, you've gone through the ditches, you've gone through the trenches. 
Life is taking you to a place to where you never thought that you would be. Things are getting hard. Now, all of a sudden, the bills aren't getting paid. I'm saying all of a sudden, your marriage is not looking so hot. All of a sudden, you're, you're not doing so well in school. All of a sudden, you, you fall into depression. All of a sudden, your, your child's parent is acting up. All of a sudden, the child support is racking. And all of a sudden, you, you don't know what to do. All of a sudden, the, the forces that you bought because you was balling, they look so much better to sell. All of a sudden, life isn't adding up. I want y'all to remember something. When life isn't going the way that you think it should, remember, blessed are those that are on the mountaintop that are now in the valley low because something happens in the valley. You have gone through or you've gone through a situation in life or you might be in a certain situation in life or perhaps you're still in something. You're in a valley-like experience. You might be going through something that no one else knows about. You ain't tell nobody. Only you and God know about it. And you're struggling so deep in your trench. And you're like, God, like, like, man, when is this? Why do you have me here? Like, God, I thought you were good. God, why do you have me in this situation right now? You might be toiling in adversity. Or perhaps you're stuck in the trenches. Whatever your situation is today, I want you to understand that there is a blessing in the trenches. Write that down. I may not be able to see it, but there's a blessing somewhere. There is a blessing in the trenches. God has a blessing for you in the trenches. Because the same blessed people that were on top of the mountain are the same blessed people in the valley, we know that we are blessed even when things aren't going the way that they're supposed to go. That is your reminder. When things get rough, you're like, hold up. I was just on cloud nine. Now I ain't on no clouds. You have to understand that you don't need to float to be blessed. God says, I'm with you. No matter where you go, watch this. The Bible stated that blessed are those whose strength is in God. And when we found out that their strength was on the mountain and we realized that their strength is also in the valley, that means that there's nothing that can happen to you in life that can derail you from the understanding that God has blessed you except yourself. When you feel like you're not blessed, God didn't tell you that. That's your flesh that comes, that comes against you. That's the enemy that comes, the devil gets into your mind and says, yo, see, you ain't blessed. Nothing works out good for you. You think you was gonna come out of that, but you still stuck. You thought you was gonna climb out, but you still stuck. Matter of fact, keep digging your hole. Keep digging the place. Keep laying in the ground and acting like, you know what, there's no hope because there is no hope. I want you to understand that there was a blessing in the trenches. God wants to take you from glory to glory, but sometimes the first glory is at the bottom. Sometimes that first glory ain't at the top. The height of success is found in the depth of humility. God, take me under is the posture that we gravitate to. God, take me lower. That's the mindset that we have. God, take me to a place to where only you and I can be. If it means that I gotta go so low that I'm so low, then God let you be the only component that carries me through my valley-like experience. Family, I want you to understand that God has not left you. He has not forsaken you. 
but he's taking you from glory to glory. Mm, remember that. How can God take you from one level of glory to the next level of glory if he didn't get glory in the first place you ran? <laughs> what does that teach us? That sometimes your mindset and your heart posture is the thing that allows you to break free from an experience that you're in. The Bible says that when Lazarus died, it's in, um, uh, geez, I think it's, uh, I got to go back and find one misquote the location. But if you look it up, it says that when Lazarus died, the first thing that Jesus did when he came was he gave thanks. How many of you, when life gets hard, you lose somebody, you lose something. You might lose a portion of you that the first thing you do is not to give thanks. But the first thing you do is you ask God, why? God, God, why me? Why do you have me in this position? But you have to understand that there is a blessing in the trenches. It says, as they go through. Why did it say the word as and through? It's the same reference that is given in Psalms 23. Y'all know when it says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the it's the same reference now. Watch this. I'm going to read it. Make sure I don't misquote it so y'all think I'm lying. It says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow, yea, though I walk, yea, though I walk, yea, though I walk. Though I walk means that's just what you're doing. That just happened to be what you, you know, I just happen to be in this situation right now. I just, you know what, I don't get it. I don't know why I'm here, but I'm here now. But even though I'm here, though I walk through, even though I'm going through it, as I'm moving through it, I will fear no evil. Why? Because you are with me. Write this point down. The same God that was with me on the mountaintop is with me in the valley when I go through. Mm. God is useless to you unless you use him to go through. Can I do a little 360 for that? I had to do a little 360 for that. Because what happens is God's like, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. But because we lack faith, we lack understanding, we lack the ability to believe, and we lack the understanding to know that our strength to go is to go through it and it's found in Jesus. What ends up happening to us? We give up because we feel that we don't have what we need. Mm. There's actually more for you to get in the valley than there is for you to get on the mountain. How do I know this is true? Because when you're on the mountaintop, you've already made it. Ha <laughs> ha! But when you're in the valley low, you have to go through a process. And I heard God sharing with me during this time of study that he's preparing to use this pandemic for a process. A process that's going to be used to take you from glory to glory. For some of y'all, it might be jobs. For some of y'all, it might be relationships all kinds of ships. You understand? For some of y'all, it might be situation ships. Whatever the ship is, God's going to use it for your purpose, for your calling, and for his glory. Psalms 23 says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. It's powerful to know that wherever you are, God is always with you. He says, as they go through the valley of Becca, as they go through their situation at home, as you go through 
your situation at your job, as you go through your medical issue, as you go through your mental status, as you go through your financial circumstances, as you go through your relational struggles, as you go through your spiritual adversity, as you go through, the Bible says that God is with you. He gives you strength in the process. He gives you the ability to overcome in the process. The Bible says that he's giving you the power to tread over snakes and scorpions and nothing by any means shall hurt you. There's something about tapping into the power of God. It's the power of God that gives you the ability to do. It is not your own strength and it's not your own merit. Some of you can ask yourself this question, why have I been struggling during this pandemic? Is it because I don't have a job? Is it because I don't have the relational equity to do? Is it because I don't have the right connection? Why am I struggling? And for a lot of you, it's because you've not been able to tap into the power that God has given you. What is that power? Ephesians 3.20, write it down. Everybody write it down. What is that power? The Bible says that God is able, right, to do exceedingly and abundantly and above all above all that you could ever ask or think. And watch this, everybody cuts it off. According to the power that works on the inside of you, there is power when you have faith in Jesus, power to overcome, power to do, power to accomplish, power to tread over snakes and scorpions and nothing by any means shall hurt you. Paul got bit by a poisonous snake and he threw the snake into the fire and the poison couldn't touch him because there was power. Some of these situations in life have a hold of you and have brought you to a place where you're so low, you're emotional, you're saddened, you're fearful, you're, you don't believe that God's going to take you out. Not because you've, been a, you've had a lack of faith, but because you've had a lack of understanding in what God has already given you. There was power in the name of Jesus so the Bible says that as they go through the valley of Becca, they make it a place of springs. I'm going to have to bring this to a close here, but I'm going to wrap this around because I want y'all to really grab these next few points. It's important to note when it says as, excuse me, as they go through the valley of Becca, that they make it a place, that they make, that they make, circle the word make, circle, everybody circle the word make. If you write in your Bible, circle it. If not, write it down. They make it a place of springs. Why is this so important? This is important because the valley represents a low life experience. It represents you being in a certain place, situation, whatever. You're in a spot where you weren't there before and you're like, God, I don't know what to do. But now that I'm down here, God says there was something to do. The Bible says that they make it a place. What does that mean? It means that it was not made before. Wow, this is so good. It helps us to understand that while we are in the position that we are in, we have to understand that there was always something to do. Oh my goodness, I'm touching next week. I can't touch next week. The Bible says that they made it a place, meaning it wasn't something before, meaning they took the situation that they were in and they turned it to something that it was not. How many of you can say to yourself, I've been in a trench-like experience. Instead of calling it a trench, I called it a spring. Instead of calling it a valley, mm, I called it an inverted mountain. Y'all need to stop. Instead, listen, you got to start looking at the place that you're in 
and beginning to identify it not for what it isn't, but for what it is. Mm. The Bible says, call things that are not as though they are. You know what? I'm not in a valley. I'm in an inverted mountain. You know what? I'm not in, I'm not in the bottom of a ditch. I'm just waiting for my ladder to come. You know, I'm not in a hard situation. My marriage is being turned around for my good. You know, all things work for my good. You know, it is all bad right now. You know, I'm, I need to come out of the situation, but God, God is working all things for your good. That's Romans 8, 28. And so he can do exceedingly and abundantly and above all you can ever ask or think according to the power that works on the inside of you. That power is faith. You see, strength and faith work in tandem. Mm. You see, faith gives you access. Strength gives you ability. Write that down. Faith gives you access, but strength gives you ability. It gives you the ability to overcome. Mm. It means that when you're in a low life situation or a valley-like experience, mm, strength helps you to make it through. Because the Bible says that he that endures to the end shall be saved. Wow. There's endurance involved in salvation. Mm. But salvation in its definition refers to the end of life, but you can have salvation for a moment. You can have salvation for a season. What does it mean to be said, well, God saved me. Mm, that means he took me out of a life of addiction. Wow. He took me out of a life of affliction. He took me out of my sinful lifestyle. He took me out of disbelief and, and contentment. He took me out of a lack of faith. He took me out of discouragement. And he put me in the opposite. How do you look at your situation? How do you look at the place that God has you in? How do you look at it when, when you was on top of the mountain and now you're way down here? You understand? Like now you're in a position where you're just like, yo, this, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get it. What do you do when you don't understand what God is doing? You see, the thing about the mountain is that it's above everything. Many you can see <laughs> once you made it to the top. But the thing about the valley is that when you're in the bottom, you can't even see the horizon. You see, the challenge behind the valley is actually your inability to see how to get out. But sometimes it's not about getting out. Sometimes it's about going under. Sometimes the best way up is down. Sometimes you have to dig until God says stop. Because perhaps there may be a reason while you are in the trenches. Next week, we're gonna talk about that reason. We're gonna go so much deeper than we've ever went, deeper into our situations, deeper into our struggles and our lifestyles, our issues, our complexities, our, our ditches, our holes, our, our trenches, deeper. And I felt in my heart when God put this series in my spirit, this message, this series is about going deeper. It's about redefining the value of the trench, being thrown into a trench. Joseph was thrown into a ditch-like experience. It was black. He didn't know how to get out. But sometimes it's not about getting out. Too many of us want to get out of the trench instead of stay in and learn what the trench was meant to show us. I believe that there was value in being in the place that God has you. It has so much more to do with what God wants to do in you and through you than what he wants to do out of you. 
Remember, everything outside of you is for a moment, but everything on the inside of you is for eternity. Write this down. The Bible says that the spirit of the man sustains his infirmity. Your spirit is the only portion of who you are that actually will never die. Oh, y'all, my God. It is the portion of you that will actually last for eternity. Your body will fade. The situation around you will fade. Your life on earth will fade, but your spirit will be sustained forever. What God wants to do in your life has more to do with what he wants to do in you than what he wants to do out of you. You see, I believe that the trench itself is more of a reflection of where we are internally and not so much a reflection of where we can be physically. Because if you have the understanding to know that God has given you the strength to overcome, then when you are actually in the trenches, your inner man will define your outer experience. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you, God, for another day, another opportunity to experience your word, your grace, your love, your mercy. Oh, Father, we pray that you will become the reason why we live that whether it's good or whether it's bad, that you will become the defining experience that takes us from glory to glory. Father, I pray that everything that was said tonight be of your Holy Spirit, that it would land on ears to hear it. Father, I pray that you would remove the blockages from the ears who can't hear it and plant this seed so deep on the inside of them that they would have no choice but to experience change. Father, I wanna make a public declaration of thankfulness that no matter what we go through, God, that you would have the glory in all things. Father, I pray that you would help us to give thanks in all things. And no matter where we are or how we are, that you would do in us of your good pleasure. Father, will in us to do of your good pleasure in and out, in and out of season. Father, we thank you, God, for what you're doing in our lives in this season, although some of us might be in the trenches. Father, I pray that you would redefine our experiences. Father, change how we look at the place that we're in so that we could then know what we do when we come out. Father, we understand, God, that it's more about what you're doing on the inside of us than it is at what you're doing on the, out, the outside of us. So, Father, I just pray that you would turn our outward experiences into an inward transformation, that you, God, would do exactly what you set out to do in us. Father, I thank you for your word, and I pray these names in Jesus' name. I just want to pray really quick for anybody who has not had an experience with Jesus, who doesn't know this God that we talk about, that we talk so passionate about, that we talk so highly about. If they don't know this God that, you know, people say he's good. I haven't had a good experience. I've been in the valleys my whole life. I've been in the trenches my whole life. I've been in a space where I just don't know how to cultivate. You know what? I'm just going to stay where I'm at. I'm content in the place where I'm. I want to pray for you. And I want to extend an opportunity to you to get to know this Jesus that we talk about to get to know this God, this people that people call him the man upstairs. I, I want to extend an opportunity for you to get to know who he is. 
Because I'll tell you one thing that I know for sure is that you've been in the trenches because God has been waiting. God has been waiting for you to surrender, waiting for you to ask him, waiting for you to give your life to him so that he can take you from one place of glory to the next. If that person is you, I want to give you an opportunity. I want you to put in the comment section, not the public comment section, the private comment section, send me, you can send Tammy a message. Um, and just let us know, I want to give my life to Jesus. I would like to pray for you right now and after. And I'm going to pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in the lives of those around us. Father, even though we know that we're just online, Father, we know that that person is just one word away. Father, I just pray as we've said before in our miracle series, God, that you would send your word, that you would send your word out as a servant, as a soldier, to accomplish the message of salvation. I pray that you would come into their life as their Lord and their Savior, change them, transform them, renew them from the inside out. Father, detoxify them from who they thought they were to the place that they are becoming. We thank you, God, for what you're doing in their life. Father, come into their life as their Lord and Savior right now in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. I want to say, y'all, I appreciate you guys so much, man. Y'all have become my family. A lot of y'all I've been able to kind of like build relationships with. And I just want to say before we, we jump into the after chat and talk about how we felt about the message, um, I just want to say, number one, I love you guys. Um, you may not feel it, but I want you to know that I actually do pray for you, that we actually do pray for you. I know some people say this all the time, like, yo, pray for me. Yeah, I'll pray for you. I'll pray for you. And they never pray for you. No, we pray for you. And if you ever need prayer, um, we're doing some amazing things here in this ministry. We love to pray for you. We love to encourage you. We love to help you to redefine the moments and the seasons that you're in so that you can then understand that God is just doing something great in your life. Um, I want you to know that I appreciate you, that you're loved, um, and that we actually care about you. Um, and I'm thankful for your lives. Um, if you ever do need prayer, please reach out to the movement um, at the Detox Movement. Send us a message. We will we'll schedule a time to meet with you um, to pray for you. If you need counseling, we actually just started counseling, y'all. We just started counseling. Now, listen, some of y'all ain't lit for that. But let me tell y'all, counseling is hard to come by. No matter how you look at it, counseling is very hard to come by. And so um, we wanted to start something different for our online community um, and, and just kind of start the vision. Um, the Bible says to write the vision down and make it plain. We do that um, just so that we can be in a place where um, we can begin to take steps. Um, the Bible says the footsteps of the righteous are ordered by God. So we understand that we do take steps. Uh, we need to just so that God can order them. And so it's not always about knowing where you're going, but it's about stepping out on faith. And counseling is a direction that we want to step out in so that we can continue to edify others, to uplift others um, to the best of our ability um, through Christ in Jesus' name. So I want you guys to be made aware of that. Um, be sure to click up your merchandise um, at the Detox brand. Uh, we literally sold out about like, like three quarters of our stuff, man. So God has been blessing us. Um, and we're taking that ministry from glory to glory. So thank you guys for sewing into that. A portion of that goes to the community and we go back into our homeless community and give back. So I just want to say thank you guys. I really appreciate y'all. Thank you for being here for this message. Um, and we're going to dive right into our after chat. I want to respect your time. Um, but I also want to hear from anyone who um, this message has specifically spoken to. 
um, where you not only just have a yes in your spirit, um, but God told you, that, hey, you know, what? I want to share this with you guys, whether it be a testimony, um, whether it be you're in a place right now and you may not know what to do. Um, I want to present an opportunity for you guys to talk about this to possibly, you know, you never know the person on the screen to your right, the person that's squared up to your right might be going through the same thing you're going through. Um, and so we know that we share our testimonies so that others can overcome and, um, and, and God can get the glory of that. So I want to open the floor to us talk about it and um, really help to kind of give insight. This is the perfect opportunity if you have questions to ask questions um, so that we can answer them together as a body um, with, uh, with counsel around us so that we can really grow together and understand why God has us in these trenches. Um, so I'm going to give a moment of silence here so whoever can talk, they can talk the talk. Hi everyone. Um, I just wanted to get on here and just add this. Um, this is not my first time here, but I'm kind of getting used to Zoom church and I'm from the Mideast. So it's a very Kojic church and we usually have a conversation with the pastor or the minister who's ever talking. So I kept finding myself saying, saying things, talking to my phone, knowing that you can't hear me, but I thought that was a little bit funny. Um, but for me right now, this message really stands out for me because I'm in a season of just, just execution and I'm away from home. I'm away of, in college by myself. So I don't have the influence of my mother. I don't have the influence of a church and I'm finding myself picking back up the principles that I grew up with and just using them and edifying them for myself. And this is just a confirmation word for me of exactly where I'm at and what is what is on my plate to execute. So I just want to say that this message really blessed me and thank you so much. God bless you, sister. I appreciate you. It's Shaquan. That's how you say your name, right? Shaquan? Yeah, you can pronounce it Shaquan. That's dope. Now I appreciate you so much, man. God is really doing a lot in us. And I'm telling you, experiences um, is what actually builds our faith. You know what I'm saying? Um, those things is what actually builds us. The Bible says faith comes by hearing, right? And hearing the word of God. Faith also comes by experiences. When God brings you through, um, when he encourages you, when he uplifts you, when you keep reading and you do all these things, it builds you up and, and it becomes our responsibility to share, you know what I'm saying, how, how God has been doing things in our life and how ministries have impacted us. So, you know, really appreciative um, of you sharing that. So thank you so much, Jaquan. I appreciate you. Amen. So anybody else that would like to add um, uh, to what we were sharing and, and, and so forth, how God has impacted your life, um, this is a perfect opportunity to do so before we bring everything to a close. Yo, what's good, Kevin? Justin, what's up, homie? Yes, sir. Hey, man. Loved everything that you said on here. And I think, you know, it's important, you know, the whole strength thing, sometimes you got to go down just to go up. <clears throat> You know, um, even like in the athletic field, it's like, you know, if you're in the weight room or if you're doing a hard workout or, you know, just anything that's of that sort, if you tell yourself you want to be great, there's certain things that you have to go through before you become superior in the field that you want to be superior in. So I, I think it's good. I think it's actually <clears throat> necessary that we understand what times we ask for, there's levels to it. So... Wow. I appreciate, you know, today was just kind of like a confirmation for that. So, wow. man, that's, that's dope, man. That's so dope. We, we, we definitely 
go through these things for a reason. And I hope that everybody, you know, after today, we kind of have a little bit of a shift of an understanding on what it means to be in a situation that we're in. It's never just so that we can suffer. Um, in fact, the Bible says that perseverance produces and hope produces and all these things produce. Um, everything that we go through produces something. You know what I'm saying? You could be in the hardest of seasons, probably the hardest season that you've ever been into, but you know what? It produces. And that's the thing that, you know what, guys, take that home with you. You know what? My situation produces. Write the name of it. Whatever you're going through, write the name of it. You know what? Whether it's financial, you know what? My financial adversity produces. You just write it down. Put it on your windshield. Put it on your mirror, your rearview mirror. You know what I'm saying? Put it on your phone. Make it your screensaver. My situation produces. My struggle produces. My this produces. And you see it over and over and over so that you're reminded that even though you're in a spot that doesn't seem like, yo, this is where I want to be. This is where I want to be. Um, that you'll understand, you know what, this is where God needs me to be. Because there's something that's coming out of it that produces. Um, think of it like this. Your situational equity is the thing that produces value in your life. It's valuable. At the end of the day, I mean, those are those are the things that we share with other people. We share it with them. Somebody else is going through exactly what I'm going through. If I'm struggling with lust in my heart, somebody's somebody's going through that, and and I have to share it because it produces. Um, and you think that sometimes, you know, what when it's hard, I think that, you know, the difficult thing when we're in such a challenging space, we're in the trenches, right? Life is hard. One of the hardest things to do is to be encouraged, um, especially when you're down there. Because sometimes you're down there and you feel like you're by yourself. In many cases, you are by yourself. Um, it's to understand that, yeah, God is with you, but it's hard. And we're being honest, it's hard. Like, being in the trenches is not easy. It's dark. It's, it's cold. They got too much AC. You know what I'm saying? It's a rough place to be in. But I, I realize that no matter what, that God wants us to understand that we're there for a reason and perseverance is necessary. Guys, I can't stress this. I didn't talk about this, but this is so important. Your perseverance is what's going to take you to a place to where you can see why it happened for as long as it did. It, it, it's perseverance. Yes, it's faith in God. But here's the thing. You can have faith in the you don't have no faith no more. The Bible says faith is the substance of things hoped. So hate, so hope itself actually builds up faith, right? So what happens when you lose hope? That's what the devil comes and he does. He takes away hope from you so that you won't have faith. Perseverance allows you to build up hope so that your faith becomes strong. What does faith give you? Faith gives you strength. It's like a domino. It just piles up, it piles up, it piles up. And so that was something that, I, you know, I really, I didn't talk too much about it today because we're really kind of like crunched for time. Um, but just know that, you know what, when things get hard and you still don't get it, persevere, like fight through it. Like the, the moment you think, you know, I can't take this anymore. Fight through it. No, this is too much for me to handle. Fight through it. Yo, I want to give up. Fight through it. Because by fighting through it, what you're doing is you're giving yourself an opportunity to experience God's plan for your life. Yeah. Amen. Love you, brother. Thank you so much, cousin. I appreciate you, man. And um, thank you for giving that insight. Anybody else would like to add to that? I pray that was a blessing to you. Um, yeah, I want to jump in. <laughs> detox Tammy. If y'all know Tammy, this is Detox Tammy. She's amazing. Um, I'll just 
production. She's all that in the bag of chips. She's in the comment section. If you ever needed something um, from me, you would actually get that from her. So she's all that, man. I love her so much and God is moving in her life. So go ahead, Tammy, share with us. Um, I'll be quick because I'm, I'm doing a bunch of things at one time, which I'm trying to break that habit, but I can't help it. But anyway, um, this message definitely spoke to me. And um, the one thing that I want to add to that is um, today I said to myself, and it's been a, a, a like a mantra I kind of say to myself whenever I'm in a lot of pain, mind over matter. If wow. I don't mind, then it don't matter. And the reason why I say that is because it's all about what you think about up here. So when you talk about perseverance, and even in those moments when you're down and out and you're like, I can't go on anymore, and, and, and hell literally has broken loose, and you don't know how you're going to pay your bills, this, that, and the third. When you persevere, what I do in those moments is I tell myself, I could either let this defeat me, and this is where I stay, this is the end of the road, or... What could happen if I kept going despite everything that's going on around me? What, what are the possibilities? Life is about checks and balances. You can't have one without the other. So although I'm, I'm down, the only way I can go is up. So I, I'm not stuck here. And then just like the Bible says that everything happens for a season, everything for its time, that's in Ecclesiastes chapter 3. If you train your mind, just like you train your body for athletics, uh, my man just said something about athletics. You got to train your mind because if you don't train your mind, the mind also has a mind of its own. And if you don't train it, it will run amok and it will tell you things. It will tell you that you can't do it. That's how the devil gets in. So when you, you leave that door cracked open, you're not constantly training your mind, feeding it the things that it needs to. So that when you are in the trenches, that you can you can uh, uplift yourself and, and, and encourage yourself and remind yourself of what the word of God says. And that you can tell yourself that's not uh, another train at the end of the tunnel, but it's also just it's a light that I'm getting close. That's how you pull yourself out. You have to train your mind because if you don't, it'll take you places that you don't want to go. It, it, it all starts up here. This is the engine to this body. Wow. And for me, that's why I understood why, okay, I wonder why the heart isn't up here. The heart got to follow suit. Mm. That's why it's here. You got to train. You got to train your mind. So that that's what that reminded me of today from the word today. So I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you, Tammy. That was beautiful. I, I don't really need to add nothing to that. That was so powerful. Um, wow. You know, guys, I'll tell you, um, I, I really do encourage you to, to not give up. Um, no matter what place you're in, just don't give up. You, you know what your trench is. You know what your challenge is. You know what your mountain-like experiences are. Um, but I encourage you not to give up. If you don't even have, you don't have somebody cheering you on. You don't have someone in your ear like, hey, keep going, keep going. Don't give up. You know, the Bible says that David encouraged himself before the Lord. Sometimes you got to encourage yourself. You got to push in the faith and don't give up because that perseverance is going to produce. Thank you so much for sharing that, Tammy. That was powerful. And, and, I, and I know that blessed somebody because that, that definitely blessed me. So thank you very much. Anybody else would like to add um, to what we were uh, sharing today? Yeah, if I can take a quick second. Hi, I'm Terry. Um, so as you were talking about, um, when you rely on your own strength, I was just thinking like how disappointing and frustrating that can become when you're wow. trying to dig yourself out your own valley. You know, when you think about all the things that you are trying to do, you know, working that extra hours to meet those bills or, um, 
reading that book or that podcast and how to be successful and all the steps and you're following this business plan and you're following that person and what they're saying to do and you're not getting to that level where you want to be, how frustrating that can become and how you just want to stop and you didn't know, feel so defeated. But then um, God spoke like just brought to my mind, Isaiah 40, 31. And he's like, those who hope in the Lord, he will renew their strength and they will soar on wings like eagles and they will run and not grow weary and they will walk and not faint. And if you ever think, or if ever like climbs a mountain or went on a hike or up a hill, you know, this is a journey of endurance. You know, it's not something that, it's not like a walk in the park. It's not something that's simple. You really have to climb and endure, especially as you change altitudes and you get to that next level, it gets harder and harder, right? Harder to breathe, harder to, you know, to continue, but you keep pressing on. And just remind like, like God, you know, he sees your, your um, attempt and he will renew your strength. And either you're going to score, either you're going to run or you're going to walk, but somehow you're going to make it to that top and to that mountaintop. So, yeah. I was looking for uh, the clapping emoji on my Mac. I don't know. I was looking for it. Somebody put the clapping emoji down there for me because we all need to be clapping at that. That was real. Yeah, that was dope. Uh, yeah, yeah. Somebody throw it down there for me because I can't find it. You know, so I know it's here somewhere. Like, we're going we gonna to find this together in Jesus' name. We're we going to, are we close? I think we're really close. Oh, I found it, y'all. Glory to God. We, hold on, let me hit this really quick. Oh, here we go. Black hands. Boom. Amen. That was so powerful. That was so powerful, man. Thank you for sharing that. Um, and that's the truth. In fact, I would say um, everybody write down Isaiah 40, 31 and memorize that scripture. It's absolutely necessary. I think we should all know that by heart. In fact, let me let me be very clear. Um, memorizing scripture is actually something that helps you when you're in the trenches. <laughs> Sometimes when you're in a hard place, you can't remember God's word. And one of the things that you need to remember, especially when you're in a tough season, is you need to remember what God said. Because, listen, when you forget what God tells you, when you forget what his word tells you, it's so easy to give up. It's so easy to give up. The Bible says that when when Satan, when Jesus went into the wilderness and Satan came to tempt him, y'all, some of you know this scripture, right? It says that Satan came up to him and was like, so uh, if you're hungry, why don't you turn this bread to stone? You are the son of God, right? If you're the son of God, why don't you turn this bread into stone? And he began to do what? He began to quote scriptures. It's written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. When you understand scripture and you're in a hard season, it allows you to then say things and remember. Um, 2 Timothy 2.15 for, for reference says to, um, to study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be unashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. When you study God's word, there's something in your tank for him to bring out when you need it. Oh my God, I'm in the trenches. Now Isaiah 40, 31 comes out. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to remember. And so I encourage you guys, you know, look up scriptures. If you want scriptures, ask us, we'll send you scriptures. We'll tell you where the scriptures are and how to find them and, and what they mean so that we can really empower you to live the life that God is once you live. So thank you so much for sharing that. I know Laura had something to say. We might have time for one more after that. Go yeah, ahead. I'll I'll be quick. Um, kind of like Tammy said that she has a mantra when she's um in the valleys or the trenches. I remember hearing in a devotion, I think, or maybe just somewhere I picked it up when I was in a low season. Um, it said fruit does not grow on the mountaintops, but in the valleys. And I live like in the central Valley. So it's really applicable because there's agriculture like all around me. But um, 
kind of, it changed my perspective of the valleys instead of asking like, why God, like why this, um, to what are we producing God? Like, what are we growing here? And just knowing that, um, you know, producing doesn't always feel great. Like you have to toil the soil, um, you have to water it. And maybe that comes from our weeping and um, we need the light, we need the sun to grow there. And so it's really us needing Jesus in our struggles and growing there in the valleys. That's where the fruit grows. And um, it doesn't grow on the mountaintops because you you know the soil's not right. And um, so fruit doesn't grow there. And it kind of I think we live in a world where we crave the mountaintops. Like that's, that would be great if we could always live on a mountaintop, but really I've begun to almost crave the valleys because that's where I meet the Lord the closest. And that's where we do the most work. And, um, and even when it says here in verse seven, they go from strength to strength. I'm still trying to figure out if that verse means they go from mountaintop to mountaintop. Or is it saying they go from a place of relying on God's strength to a place of relying on God's strength? Like, is it saying like they go from valley to valley, but because they see it as a place where they meet God, they see it as a place where they grow. um, That's how they get through the valley of Baca. That's how they get through their pilgrimage or through their journey until they get to Zion, until they get to the kingdom of God, until they get to heaven. And so if I could live a life where I see my life, not as, oh, give me the mountaintops, God, give me the mountaintops. But if I saw my life as, Lord, let's go from growing season to growing season. Let's go from harvest to harvest. Let's go from toil to toil, because I know that's where we meet each other. Um, I would be more blessed. <laughs> I wouldn't be as selfish, just crazy, craving the mountaintops. So uh, I'm going to yeah. say two things. And I'm going to let Michelle speak. I know Michelle wanted to say something that was powerful. Uh, we're going to talk about that next week. Uh, we're going to go deeper into our second portion because this is um, uh, we're going to have a part two of this of this uh, of this teaching, which I think is absolutely necessary. Um, very very powerful. So I'm not going to talk too much about going from strength to strength. You would think that it's both the same, but they're not. Um, there is something that's greater, um, and I think that one thing you can draw just from going from strength to strength is that there is an incline of God's anointing in your life. Meaning you're at a place to where you've accepted the power of God, and now you're going to another level in your faith. And so to go from strength to strength is the same to go from glory to glory. In order for you to get to go to glory, you have to receive that glory. In order to go to the next level of strength, you have to bench out, you have to max out, you have to master that level. And going from one place to the next is very contingent upon your faith quality. We're going to talk about next week. We're not going to dive into that right now, but that was very, very powerful. And um, it has a lot to do with some other things that, um, you know, we will share, but that, thank you so much for sharing that. And I really, you know, what you said was so valuable. Um, I want everybody to understand this. Um, what she said was so good. I enjoy staying at the low places. That's where I see God. And I want everyone to understand that there is value in being down there. But God doesn't want us to thrive um, in a place of solitude and a desolate space, but he wants us to thrive in a place that's, that's, 
that's prosperous. The Bible says that he, he wishes above all things that we prosper and be in health just as our soul prospers. God wants us to be in a prosperous expanse. But sometimes in order to live in a prosperous place, you have to know what it's like to go through a desolate environment. And going through sometimes can be an over and over and over thing until you learn it and over and over and over thing until you get it. Sometimes you go through over and over and over and we don't know why because it's something that we have to experience later on in life. And, and enjoying being down there it's it's great because it allows you to experience god and to be okay in the place that god has you sometimes guys and you can relate to this when you're not okay where god has you it, it feels like you're there for a lifetime but the moment you're like okay god have your way it's like you instantly come out and so that's like the the, the mentality about being in these low places is not um, being okay with being there, but it's having confidence that as long as you're there, Jesus is with me. Psalms 2023, Psalms 23, when you read through it, it says, though I walk through that valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because your rod and your staff, they comfort me. There is a place of comfort in the valley-like experience where you can be in the worst place in your life, but somehow you're just like, yo, but God is good. God is real, real good. You know what I'm saying? I still got my white for They're dirty though, but listen, I still got shoes on my feet. And so that is an experience that we want to have. And we're going to dive so much deeper into that. So thank you so much, Laura. Our last person we're going to have, um, is it Michelle? Michelle, spit it like hot. Hi, pop. how are you? <laughs> how are you? This is my first time actually jo um, joining a Bible study. I was invited by um, Terry, my sister. Wow. Um, and when, <laughs> well, I tell you, I came in 15 minutes later, but you then bless my soul. And it's funny that you just ended with Psalms 23, right? Because I wrote some things that you said and you said, um, you said that when you are in, um, when you're in the valley, sometimes the enemy will have you thinking that you're not coming out or you're not blessed, but that's the flesh. Then you said it's about redefining the value of the trench, right? And then you touched on um, Psalms 23. And when I was made, when God just let me make the connection about what you were saying in Psalms 23, it says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow, that sometimes the enemy have us think that our situation or our trench is death, but it was a shadow of death. So it wasn't even... <laughs> It wasn't, it wasn't even death. And when you touched on redefining the value of the trench, sometimes it's how we see our trenches. Like, are we going to say we're in the trench? Or like you said, are we going to say that, listen, we, I'm in the trench now, but I'm in the valley. Like, how do you see it? How do you redefine it? Because the enemy want us to have us thinking that we're not going to come out or we're in this hard place. In Psalm 23, it was, death wasn't even on, it's not even on us. It's a shadow. So he's having us thinking that we're, we're, we're going to die or our situation is going to be no, no victory in that, but it's the shadow of death and he's even with us. So I just want to say that that encouraged me when all those pieces just connected, I was in here about to shout like, okay, I'm redefining the trench. I'm not going to let the enemy even make me think that this hard place is the death of me, you know, or the death of my situation or my bills or my, you know, relationship, whatever it is, because it's just a shadow. It ain't even a real thing. It's not even <laughs> that hard as he's trying to make us make it, make us feel like. So I really want to say that that blessed my soul about redefining the value of your trench and when you know that you're feeling like you can't get out, that's the enemy. That's not, you know, that's not God. So thank you so much for that. 
I had to find my emojis to 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 do the little clap thing because that that was super hot fire. I hope somebody took notes. Just send it to me because that was that was really good. I, I'm definitely I loved it. Thank you so much. I think guys, we have to understand before we bring this to a close. Before everybody leaves, um, uh, thank you for sharing that, Michelle. I appreciate you so much for that. I think it's important for us to understand that, um, you know, the waters of life may flood you, uh, the fire may kindle upon you, but none of these things will overtake you. Um, it's a powerful scripture that I think everyone should really gravitate to is to understand it. Like you're not in control of the elements. You're not in control of the climate. You're not in control of the weather. You're not in control of your situation or your circumstance, but you are in control of how it's handled. Uh, God lived, Jesus lived his life each and every single day um, in a way that we ought to be, how do I say this? A, a reflection of who he is as he's woken up to calm the storm, as he's you know what's crazy? We talked about this a couple of weeks ago when we talked about Jesus walking on water. It was like two weeks ago. Y'all were here for that. It was it was powerful. Um, I didn't even realize until recently, and, and Michelle, you just reminded me of this. Um, Jesus was walking in the storm. I mean, it's not like he was just walking on water. And then when Peter got out, Peter was walking in the storm. Like they didn't change the environmental situation. And, and it just hit me for the first time. Like this, this is crazy. Like sometimes ain't nothing concerned about your faith except God. Like you could be in the hardest seasons of your life and ain't nobody worried about your faith except God. And then it hit me. Having faith in Jesus, having faith in God is actually a relationship. It has nothing to do with anybody else. It has nothing to do with the devil. It has everything to do with your relationship with God. Your faith is a reflection of your Christ-like relationship. And Tammy, uh, not Tammy, Michelle just re reminded me about that, you know, um, when it comes on to uh, certain things in life and they can't touch you, they can't overtake you. You're not in control of some things that happen, guys, but you are in control of how you handle it. I encourage everybody, encourage yourself like David did. Have faith like Moses had faith. Follow Jesus like Aaron followed Jesus. There are so many figures in the Bible that we can draw references to um, as it relates to the scripture that we talked about today. I just want everyone to understand that God is doing an amazing thing in your life, even if it doesn't look pretty. Uh, the storm didn't look pretty when Peter stepped out of the boat. I'm telling you that right now. Um, but faith has nothing to do with looks. It has everything to do with your relationship with Jesus. Sometimes God will call you out of the boat into a trench. <laughs> like he'll call you out of something into the next thing. And it's not going to be, it's not going to look prettier, um, but it has nothing to do with what it looks like. When Jesus came to the place where Lazarus was, it was all bad. He was like, talking maggots. He was four days dead. You understand? Lazarus was so dead. Situation did not look good, but that was not reflective upon the faith that Jesus personified in front of us. So our faith is unconditional. It should always be unconditional. And that is the, the challenge that we go through each and every single day. God, help my faith to be unconditional. Uh, who said that? Lord, help my unbelief. I think it was Thomas. Uh, who was it, Thomas? I, I have to remember who it was. He said, help my unbelief. And helping your unbelief means, God, even if I don't believe, just make my faith stable enough to please you. But I appreciate you guys so much. We're like four minutes past time. I want to say, guys, I appreciate every single one of you. You guys have been faithful. You constantly come each and every single week. And I am overjoyed just to have you, um, to be here with you, to serve with you and to pour into your life. I consider it a privilege and an honor to sow into you guys. And I pray that you guys would just grow each and every single day the more. Um, I want you guys to know that you are loved. 
Uh, I want you to know that you are blessed. I want you to know that you are beautiful. And most importantly, you are detoxified by God's amazing grace. And until next week, guys, I pray I see each and every single one of you here. But until next week, I want you guys to know that you are loved, you are blessed, and you are beautiful. And most importantly, you are detoxified by God's amazing grace. So I'm going to see you all next week. Everybody, unmute yourself. I want to say bye to everybody. I hope you all have an amazing day. Take care and be safe, y'all. I appreciate you guys. Have a safe one. Much love and God bless you. Bye, everybody. everybody. Appreciate it. Bye. 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 Good night, everyone. Bye. Things are falling, but I can't see. I can't see. Hey family, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this message. We pray that it was a blessing to you. If you have any questions, comments, testimonies, or prayer requests, we would love to hear from you. Send us a message to the Detox Movement on all social platforms. And be sure to get your official Detox brand merch at thedetoxbrand.com. And above all things, family, remember that you are loved, you are blessed, you are beautiful, and most importantly, you are detoxified by God's amazing grace. And until next week, family, God bless you.